0: This this, this. is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show, your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas
1: Cowboys select Tyler Smith.
0: And now, your host, Kyle Yeomans. Today is Wednesday, March 15th. We are live from the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco, where we are 43 days away from the NFL draft in Kansas City. It is coming down to the nitty gritty, it is coming down to the wire. We're back on the draft show presented by Miller Lite alongside Brian Brotis. We've got Zach Wolchuk. No Aisha Morrison, no Bobby Belt today. They will be back very, very soon. But we will miss them here over the next hour as we get ready for the NFL draft. And we're going to have to talk a little bit of free agency and how it could potentially affect things. Because Cowboys were active in day two, day three of free agency. And the new league year is today. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, for sure. How about that? we got a little bit of time to... Uh, to break down what just happened and how it could affect the Cowboys draft strategy. Then we're going to get into a ton of prospects, including what prospects you will hang your hat on. These are the slam dunk guys. These are the guys that you cannot miss on. I want to know it. And I want to, I want you to give me those guys that you cannot miss upon, but we'll get to that in a couple segments, Brian Cowboys go out and get Donovan Wilson. Resigned. They get Leighton Vanderesh Esch resigned. Oh, and they made a trade. They sent a fifth round comp pick, one of those comp picks you wanted to trade. Yeah. And they went and got Stefan Gilmore.
2: Yeah, good trade. And, you know, it's we kind of felt like that maybe I know that Zach and I, when we do our show on 1053, the fan, and we get into our big board report and stuff, we thought there was a position you might double dip at, which would be corner. Mm. And so now with the Gilmore trade, uh, in all indications, Gilmore, I was talking to my gang of seven guys, this guy still plays at a very, very high level. I think the Cowboys did a good thing by moving a pick to make this happen. But I don't think you're going to double dip now at corner. I, I don't think it – I think it might take you out of drafting a corner at 26. But I don't know about the second, third, fourth rounds. I think you – you know, you, should, you know, I, I learned one thing working with the Hall of Fame general manager Ron Wolf at the Green Bay. If you feel like you're good at a position, go ahead and take another guy. Just mm-hmm. go ahead and add another guy. And then that way the depth of your team and all that will, will help. So – don't see them double dipping, but I
3: do see them still looking at a pretty deep corner draft. I wouldn't. I still wouldn't be opposed to the double dip. I, I think that you're probably right, but I, I think looking ahead at, at these contracts. You're about to get into a situation with Diggs, right? What what happens with him? Are you able to get that deal done? How long is he going to be on the roster if you can't? Right. What do you do with Jordan Lewis? Does he end up being a cap casualty this offseason or is this going to be his last year with the team? Gilmore's only a one year contract guy. So Israel McQuamu also just one year left on that deal. You start to look at that position depth outside of Bland. Do you feel great about it? So I'm still not opposed to going ahead and, and adding more resources, especially since I think that is one of the best position groups in this class. Yep. Now, I think the Cowboys do a good job, and their scouting department's one of the best, if not the best, in the NFL of maybe getting ahead of some of these drafts. Maybe they're looking at next year and saying it's also a quality corner draft, and that could be very possible. But at 26, if one of these guys slides to you, I would definitely still be very open to making that pick personally, but you're right. And the Cowboys do, this is how they work in the off season. They make these moves where they're kind of plugging holes. And I think they made a a no brainer trade with Gilmore. You saw how that impacted them at the end of last season, where they were so desperate to get a number two corner opposite Diggs Once Anthony Brown went down, this fills that hole, but now you're not where, Hey, we got to get a corner here in the first round at 26. So you got to reach. If a guy falls to you, just play the board. But, Brian, I love so many of these corners. I think this is one of these drafts where I don't think it's a bad idea to still go ahead and double dip because you might need those resources just looking ahead at some of your contracts for the future.
0: Well, when you look at the, the fifth-round cop pick, if you were to select a guy in that spot, would he step in and be a starter? It's definitely possible. Look at what Deron Bland did last year. But now Stefan Gilmore is a starter at that position. So, like you said, no-brainer. You also mentioned names that were at the top that would fall. Does your list of those names change? Because we've talked about Christian Gonzalez mm. out of Oregon, Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State, Devin Witherspoon, Illinois. Does your list get a little bit more constrained now that it isn't as big of a need? Because initially, if any of these corners were available at 26, you feel pretty good about making that selection. Does it Does it? maybe make it a little bit more of a C.D. Lamb scenario where it's it has to be one of those no-brainer guys up there?
3: I If it's a guy that I like, I, I would still just go ahead and do it. But, I mean, if a guy like Keely Ringo falls to you, for instance, and I'm kind of iffy on him, yeah. probably not going to make that pick. And if you love Dalton Kincaid or if it's Mayer or whatever, these one of these tight ends, I'd go ahead and take the tight end, right? Because you still need weapons on offense. And as we've talked about with this receiver class, I think it's becoming more and more unlikely that one of these top guys falls to you unless there's one of these. Maybe they are into Isaiah Flowers, yeah. and we're just kind of going ahead and over reacting because the history is they don't draft bigger or, or smaller receivers and they would take is a zay flowers who might be on the board there at 26 but
0: they did have a formal with both zay flowers and with josh downs right. out of north carolina at the combine so they're they're kicking the tires. they are doesn't mean that they're going to pick the guy but they are yeah, and, and,
2: and they didn't meet with Bijan robinson they too, did not and, and so they I mean, met with the other
0: texas running met, back.
2: yeah they met with that i, I to me i I kind of feel like this thing is going a couple of different ways for them. I think it's going to be an offensive player. I, I don't think. I, I think it's either going to be one of these wide receivers, or it's going to be a tight end. Mm. I so don't skill player, yeah, not even I, offensive I, line. No, I don't. And and you know, but I, again, it goes back to what Zach's talking about. Though, if you know, if you're sitting there, is you know, uh, Torrance, of, uh, you know, from Florida, a via from uh, TCU. You know, we talked about the the Cowboys feel like that uh, John Michael Smiths, the center uh, from Minnesota, can play guard. You know, is that, is that a, a route you would go? I kind of feel like, though, that on their board, the, the best player is going to be one of these wide receivers. It, like I say, it, I think Robinson's going to be gone. I, I personally mm-hmm. have Gibbs in the first round. I don't know if they would take Gibbs in the first round. I just don't think they would do it. But I think they would look at one of these wide receivers. We've talked about Johnston mm-hmm. from TCU uh, as being a possibly one of these tight ends could be available that we've kind of all talked about as well. I just don't with what they've done now on defense. I kind of feel like that
3: they're going to look at that at one of these other positions, like I said, to try and help your quarterback. Cowboys have not moved up in the draft ever since Moe Claiborne. But when we look at this wide receiver class, And, you know, there's a bunch of question marks outside of the top guys, and maybe you even have question marks with the top. But if they say, all right, we've got a guy that we really love and he starts to slide, maybe even a C.D. Lamb, and they're doubtful he's going to make it to 26, but you got to move up a couple of picks. Is this one of those cases, if if they swing and miss in free agency and trades to add another receiver, do you make the move up to go get that guy in the first round?
2: Man, okay, I'm, what I need to do is I need to go to my, my trusty site, uh, NFL Tankathon, is what I need to go to. <laughs> you need and, to put together what it would take? Well, I need to look at the order. I need mm. to look at the draft order because I've got to try and get, all right, let's look who's ahead of the Cowboys then. And you tell me if you're going to have to go up. Do the, the Giants? Yes, they wide need a receiver. receiver. Okay, yep. Jacksonville. Probably not, right? Probably not for Jacksonville. Probably not.
3: Minnesota?
0: I think Minnesota could add. They just uh, they on, moved on from. Feeling. Hold on here. Jacksonville could use a receiver. Who's their top guy? I mean, yeah, Calvin they have Zay Jones. Ridley, oh, that's right. Kirk. They, they have Ridley back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. You're right. So You're right. I mean, Minnesota, Baltimore, Chargers.
2: I mean, Baltimore could use a receiver. Baltimore and Minnesota. Yes, I'm saying. Could. I mean, I'm, I've carried you all the way to 21. You're, you would have to find. You would have to find somebody. You would have to find somebody up there ahead of. Seattle. I don't know if Seattle would necessarily draft a receiver. Yeah, Tampa I Bay. I sure. don't know that necessarily draft a wide receiver. But you know, if you want if you if you're going, if you're interested in going, you're probably going to have to go ahead of the
3: Chargers there at twenty one, right? Yeah, and and that's my fear is because you we, the teams in the twenties there. I think that's where you're going to start to get that run if it hasn't happened already, if it doesn't happen in the teens a little bit earlier. But I think in the 20s is where all of a sudden you're looking like, okay, maybe even a Jackson Smith and Jigba slides and you're eyeing maybe we're going to be able to get our guy. If they think that he's the best receiver in the draft class like I do, you might need to move up to go snag that dude.
2: Okay, well, here we go. Just to give you an example, then. When you start to talk about again, Tankathon does their mock draft. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love doing it because they keep the order and, and all that. Quentin Johnston goes to the Packers at fifteen. This is just their mock draft. Then they swing down and okay, Bijan Robinson's gone to the Bucks at nineteen. Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame, has gone at eighteen. Wow, uh, to the Detroit Lions. Now Jordan Addison, twenty-two, to the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Zay Flowers, twenty-three, to the to the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. You know, now now you're sitting there. You're you're looking at you know you're looking at a situation where Dalton Kincaid's there for you. Uh, they've got those defensive tackles there. Mm-hmm. They've got an offensive tackle. Uh, you know, would they take would they take Kalijah Cansey, You know, Pittsburgh defensive tackle. I mean, I know we're talking about wide receivers and stuff like that, but I mean, do you, would you take Kincaid or Cansey given the choice?
3: I think can, I'm not as in love with Cansey. As others are, I think he's a really good player. He's a good player. I don't That's think he's Aaron Donald. I think the top ten hype for him is crazy. At twenty six, I'd feel very comfortable taking him there. I think he's a first round type of player. Yeah. Personally, I had a second round grade on him. So bottom of the first round, I think at twenty six, that'd be a very that'd be a very good pick to make. But I think I would go with Kincaid.
0: I think I would take Kincaid too. I've got a first round on him. I have like a one two cheater grade on on Kansy. All the way through, just because of the size. If he was a little bit bigger, I think I'd be okay.
2: But to our point here, the the receivers are gone. They're starting yep. to go. Yep. I mean, exactly. that's you could you can. I mean, I, I could go further up the board for you here and make it even even. You know,
0: twelve. If, to okay, the Texans. Yeah,
2: exactly. If you want, if you want Jack, Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State, that's Houston at twelve. Right. You know, nice. I mean, they're, they're, if you feel like, and I know Zach he's your best receiver in right. the draft. You know, if, if if all of a sudden everybody's falling 11, he's 12th, that's a pretty steep climb to try and go get a guy that might go in the top, say, 13, 14.
0: Think about the 21 draft. The Cowboys moved down two spots. That's all it took was two spots, and they picked up a third rounder yeah. to do that. So the Philadelphia had to move up two positions to leap over the Giants at 11 in 2021 to go and get Devontae Smith. They had to spend a third-round pick, a top 100 pick, just to make that move. We're talking about going from 26 to 12. Yeah. yeah. That's that's 14 and, spots. And maybe it's
3: different for every team. I mean, I remember when the Cowboys moved from 18 to 31 and they ended up taking Travis Frederick and yeah. I think well, all they you know, got was a third.
2: See, that's what happened in that draft which was really strange was that they they got desperate and what happened is they realized that they they instead of they left a second round pick on the table. They should have taken a two from from San Francisco. Instead, mm-hmm. they took the third. It was a you know they really just blew the hatch and just dove for the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> right, but yeah, I mean they, they they you left something out there, and it might have been one of those trades where you're running out of time, and you're like, we got to get this done. We don't want to make this pick, you know, we want to move on,
3: and and that's what happens. And, and I'm being super selfish because I I want to see JSN in a Cowboys uniform, right? And I think that he's a guy that is going to make the most impact of any of these receivers. But even if it's a different receiver that they key on. I don't know that you can stay there at 26 and have a guy that you love fall to you. And if they don't make a move for Hopkins or Brandon cooks or sign somebody in free agency, and now all of a sudden that receiver position is still one of your biggest needs. I mean, we've talked about this receiver class isn't wowing you, especially outside of the top guys. Do you really want to risk on, we're going to wait till 58 or we're going to wait to the third round. This might be one where you got to be aggressive and go get that guy.
0: Yeah. You might have to, because if not, if you let the board fall to you, which is fine, that's happened in, and it's been a positive thing in the past, but if you let the board fall to you, you're going to be pigeonholed. Now, we're having all of this offensive talk because the Cowboys have made some free agency moves on the defensive side of the football. They have not done anything on the offensive side yet. They haven't brought anybody back. They haven't really lost anybody other than Connor McGovern to the Bills. If something were to happen over these next couple of days, Brian, does that shift your thinking on offensive heavy in the first round, or are we already seeing the breadcrumbs leading to that?
2: I don't know. I mean, like I said, at 26, I was always going to let the board come to me Mm -hmm. when it was, you know, with that was I just wanted to make sure I had the right number of guys there that I really, really liked. That's what I was worried about. I, you know, to me, I just, I don't think that, you know, if one of those, let me, let me be honest here. If Porter, Gonzalez Witherspoon, one of those guys get to me at twenty six. I'd have a real hard time not taking one of those corners at twenty six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of feel like that those guys are probably going to be gone. So you know, am I am I interested in in taking somebody that I have a second round grade on at twenty six? No, I'm probably looking at another position. Probably looking at the wide receiver. Oh, I don't like the wide receiver guys that are that are sitting there. You know, depending on what you think about Hyatt and guys like that. You know, I'm just kind of like, okay, fine. I'm just going to sit here and. You know, I'll, I'll take this tight end. You know, you're, you're, the, the question – I saw an interesting question on Twitter this morning. It came from David Hellman. Mm. Hellman said, would you rather have the second running back or the second tight end in the draft at 26?
0: Especially with the current situation yeah. with the Cowboys? Yeah, which,
2: which, which would you rather have? Would you rather have the second tight end or the second running back on your on, at 26? If you
0: had one or the other. I have my second tight end, which is Dalton Kincaid, uh, above – the second running back, which is Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. So See, I would I have take a the first, tight end. I have a first round grade on Gibbs. I have a first round on both, but yeah. I have like a it's like a yeah. one-two on Gibbs. I really like Gibbs, but I think the positional value is still better from a tight end standpoint in the first round at 26. Give me Dalton K. Let's roll. I mean, that's where I'm at. Gives you a blocking opportunity, allows Tony Pollard to be better, allows your offense to be better.
2: If you knew what you knew about, you know, okay, you got Ferguson and Hendershot here with mm. the Cowboys. Would you give any consideration to Washington, the tight end from Georgia, from yes. a straight 26. blocking standpoint? Straight block, but athlete, yeah. downfield player. That I mean, just just make yourself a mauler, if you know. I mean. On the offensive line?
3: I would. And I, I, I kind of think that this team is going to go run heavy. You know, yeah. I mean, that's what Mike McCarthy's talked about a lot. Now, uh, can Coach go ahead and stop himself from going pass happy, which is his history? Yeah. But we know what Brian Schottenheimer wants to do right. from his history as an OC. Right. I have
2: a feeling he'll be calling the
3: play well, before and it, long.
1: And if that's the so? case,
3: Brian, yeah. you yeah. might want to go get that running back because you're going to need a bell cow and who knows the future of TP here. Especially with the injury. I tell you really what, man. Know.
2: I was watching. I was watching some really. I, I'm just trying to kind of clean up. Uh, you know, I mean, not clean up. I mean, I'm still. You know, got a lot of players still to I was watch. About to say
0: we're all in that. Like, Gibbs uh, uh, is awesome.
2: But, <laughs> man, but, but, I, but I'm watching guys. I mean, I absolutely love what I saw with Eric Gray, Kendra Miller. I, I really like Kenny McIntosh, mm-hmm. Sean Tucker from uh, Syracuse. I mean, there's they, some legitimate backs. If you yeah. did, if you didn't take one, you'd be at a toy. Yeah, I think you'd be fine. You would be. I think you'd absolutely be fine throughout this. You're going to get somebody in this draft. You don't have to say now. Bijan Robinson and Gibbs. I'd love to have Bijan Robinson. He's one of my top. And Gibbs is damn good too. He is. You know, but I, I, I could say I'm, I'm kind of thinking like, let me grab this tight end. And the tight end class uh it kind of it kind of that one stretches, stretches too it stretches too yep. you know i you know i'm kind of looking at i was mentioning guys like I, I i don't know what this 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 kid from old dominion this zach kuntz yeah yep i mean 6'6 250 you watch him move and catch and all that stuff like that and i'm kind of sitting there thinking okay him josh wiley from Cincinnati, there's another one. Yeah, You know, this thing, Davis Allen from uh, Clemson, sure. these guys all stretch. I mean, it's right. a stretch. Yeah, not a stretch in a bad way, but there's tight ends. Maybe you don't have to draft a, a, a tight end at 26.
3: Might be able to get a guy like Tucker Crafty even in sure, round yeah. two if you yeah. want Do from, you f-
0: from South Dakota State. Do you feel more comfortable doing that at tight end and running back? Because I agree. I think these are the best tight end classes, best running back classes we've seen in four or five years. But... Then, or does that change your thinking? Because offensive line wise, there's a steep drop off, especially yeah. on the interior. See, I don't know John what they're going to. I don't know what Osiris they're going Then it's a big gap.
2: I don't know what they're going to do here with Tyron Smith. Is the intent for him to start at left tackle mm-hmm. and play Tyler Smith at left guard? You know, that's me personally. This is just my thought. I, this is not talking to anybody at the Dallas Cowboys. I want to see Tyler Smith continue to play left tackle. I, do I just too. do.
3: Sure. But I wonder – I don't know that there's any guards here that you're going to take that early. And if a tackle, like, would let's you play? Say, would you
2: play John Michael oh, Smith? Sh- absolutely. Right? Because what's going
3: to happen maybe with Farniak? I mean, it's
2: not Farniak. Uh, yeah, for uh, – for, uh, for, uh, The backup guard? Yeah. Or Biotish? Biotish, I'm sorry. Yeah, because he's yeah, in the yeah. last year of his deal. Right, right, right. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Are you protecting yourself yeah. with that? But are you doing – is drafting somebody at 26 – I mean, you're getting. You're probably going to get a plug-and-play guy, right? You know, at at guard. But like I say, the whole thing with Tyron Smith has got me thrown off. That they're going
3: to play him at left tackle and play Tyler Smith at left guard. You know, if you got a guy like a Darnell Wright from Tennessee that slid the he's M26. really good by the way i mean i that that guy i'm surprised hasn't gotten more buzz and i've started to see him move up draft boards i'd be i'd be surprised if he made it there i mean he handles will anderson yep. he handled Ojalari one-on-one when he had to play both of those guys and and, and will anderson we know it's going to be a top five pick i think ojalari has the capability to be a first round type of player personally i liked ojalari quite a bit when we watched him but mm-hmm. he's big uh you know he, he's got some lower bend to him he's not a super Athlete, but he handles speed and power very, very well. I, I thought Darnell Wright was a really good player. If he slides there, you've got a chance to take a tackle. We know the Cowboys' history with
0: first round linemen, it is a success. <laughs> yeah. Then you can kick Tyler inside to guard if you really wanted to. Is that pin- pigeonholing Tyler Smith, though, and his growth? Because, like I Brian hate it. said, I hate it. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I, I think that to me, you know, he's proven he could
2: play left tackle. You know, that's your future.
3: That's your left but tackle. But you don't think that if you were to draft a guy at tackle that could also be that, that he can't also be a I personally felt like Tyler
2: Smith guard. was a better tackle than he
3: was
0: a guard. Okay, he was. Hey, that's 100%. just me. That's, that's me. fair. No, yeah, I agree with fair. you. That's and, fair. And if that's the case, do you want to throw him right back at guard with another rookie that now he's competing back and forth? In no, if future, that's the case, I want to play him at left tackle. In the future, it sounds great. We, because then you can put one of them at right tackle, one of them at left tackle. But in the moment, in 2023... You're not going to have that opportunity. See, this is the thing that I and I worry
2: about is that, and we had this discussion the previous show here mm-hmm. on the Cowboy Break was that I, and and it was I think it was Amber Garcia that brought this up. I think I was right about this. It's just the previous show. I can't remember what I had for breakfast. <laughs> the with you. But the thing about it is, she says I don't want I don't want Tyler Smith to become uh, as as uh, a Tyrone Crawford. Where all of a sudden he's a good player and he's playing tackle. Mm. He's playing end. He's playing tackle. No, he's bad. And all of a sudden
3: you don't put him at one spot. Yeah. They're you know? limiting his right. his growth and his ability yeah. by mixing him up so much. Absolutely. You're not allowing him to get comfortable. All right, let me throw another name at you then. And, and Brian, I wonder if you think this guy could slide you in the second round if you waited. Or would you have to reach and take him in round one? Matthew Bergeron out of Syracuse. Because that's the guy I looked at and thought maybe he can kick inside and play some guard for you. Athletic guy, strong hands. 6'5", 3'18".
0: Yep.
3: Uh, now, Miles Murphy from Clemson definitely gave him some fits, and that he's also going to be a top-ten pick, in my opinion, one of the best edge rushers. But, you know, I, I think he was a player that I liked quite a bit, showed the ability to get to the second level. I think he could pull for you and be a pulling guard if you kicked him inside. I, I wonder if you think that that's a guy that maybe you could wait on and get in round two.
2: I think absolutely he's a second round guy. I mean, I to me, it, it's funny. He, he is one of the best foot athletes. I said this in my notes. He's one of the best foot athletes I've seen among the tackles. And when I is super light on his feet, the adjust and all that stuff like that. You see him playing space. I mean, that that tells you that probably he's better off being a tackle. Okay. But man, I, I mean, if if he's that good of an athlete, we've seen Tyler Smith move inside. And he's a really good foot athlete too. So I, I kind of I, I, I want to leave that guy Bergeron. I think I want to leave him from Syracuse okay. at tackle. I, I because you know it's funny he 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 weighs three eighteen. He moves. It's it's surprising to see it that way. How much he moves like a really lighter guy. He does. I mean, when you watch him. So to me, if you're going to do athletic things with your line, you know the scoops, the reach, pull, screens. God forbid they ever figure out how to run a screen around here. <laughs> you know, but I. I mean. I, you know, I, I kind of feel like, though, he's better on the outside okay. just with the athletic
0: ability. But just one other name before we go to break, because we do have to get to Twitter on the 20. Could Cody Mauk be in that same conversation at... The second round, back half of the second round. Ooh, yes! If, if he's there, because again, tackle in college at North Dakota State. Yeah, but six foot five, three hundred two. I love him. He could move inside easily, and he would fit that mold.
2: Yeah, I was talking to Dane Brugler about him. I kind of felt like that he would, could be a center, mm-hmm. you know, because he's three hundred and two pounds, it's Six not, five, three. Not massive. Yeah, he is not a massive guy. So. To me, I kind of felt like maybe a little bit of a center. Guy Snap. He's uncovered a lot. Mm. You know, they play sometimes these odd man or they play odd man. There's a guy on it. But with the even fronts where he's like uncovered a little bit that maybe he doesn't have to block a guy one on one the whole game. But I don't know, man. The thing about him is he's got such a long frame at 6'5". I don't know how much weight you can add to this guy. Now, okay, North Dakota State. That's not like a. That's a national championship program. Heck of a program. So they've got a weight room, in nutrition, we'll see, and all that. But this yo, know, he's not a
0: small school. That, that is a
2: he has high the level ability. Program. He has the ability to put on weight and he's a 302 pound player.
3: Yeah, but he's I mean, he plays nasty. Oh, like, no, he's there's a no road question. raider. He's looking for contact. He's looking to put people on their rear. I love Cody Malk. Yeah. And, and I'm you're I, talking about pulling guards. The versatility yeah. factor there, because you're right. I mean, the center thing's enticing. That can give you a backup plan for the future. But if you think he can play guard, much like we talked about John Michael Schmitz, I think that's a home run pick at fifty eight for me. i I'd, I'd love that.
0: I I like it. I like it. Not to mention you might have the best hair in the draft. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's up there. There's a couple guys, and we might have to have that conversation later. All right, when we come back, Twitter on the 20. It's your favorite segment. Brian, Zach, and I will get after it. Maybe even Chris Beam will chime in. Who knows? When we come back right after this on the draft show. Hey, Cowboys fans, if you're looking for a full-time or part-time job, check out Liberty
1: Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. If you've got tax experience and want to help your community with their finances, you're the perfect candidate. No tax experience? We also offer in-person tax school courses locally. Liberty Tax has 79 locations across
0: DFW and 2,300 offices nationwide. Learn more about our job
1: opportunities at libertytax.com hiring or call your local Liberty Tax office today.
3: Craving something flavorful? Replace that bloated burrito feeling with Smoothie King's new Power Meal Smoothies. With three delicious flavors like cinnamon banana, blueberry raspberry, and spinach pineapple, you can fill up on flavor, not calories. Each meal replacement smoothie is packed with 20 grams of protein, 7 grams of fiber, and 23 vitamins and minerals, all under 350 calories with 0 grams of added sugar. So next time you want something flavorful, swap fast food for a Power Meal
1: smoothie. Order today on the Smoothie King app. Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Darren Woodson, former Dallas Cowboy player and Super Bowl champion. When I played in the NFL at a high level, I relied on my vision to see the field. As I started getting older, I noticed my vision wasn't as good, and I was getting frustrated from wearing my glasses all day. I went to Laser Care Eye Center, and Dr. G talked about all the options. Thanks to technology and Laser Care Eye Center, I can see near, far, and between. Don't fumble your vision any longer. Visit them at DFWeyes.com and tell them Darren sent you. They got me back on my game. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite in 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate Responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: This is the DallasCowboys.com draft show. Welcome back to the draft show presented by Miller Lite. The only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Miller time. It's also tax season. It can be more st- stressful than the Cowboys on the clock at 26. Overcome your taxiety today with Liberty Tax, a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Book an appointment at libertytax.com slash cowboys. I went back and listened to uh, to Thursday's podcast. Brian did a great job hosting, as always. Sure did. Uh, I loved hearing you talk about taxiety. That was my favorite part of <laughs> the entire podcast. Didn't know the word. Aisha trying to help Brian along with that anxiety. Yeah. Oh, it was hilarious. It was it was fantastic. But go check him out at libertytax.com. All right, brings us to our favorite segment of the show. It's time for some Twitter, Twitter on the 20. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. Yeah, filling in. There you go. I like it. Very nice. Zach Wolchuk, Brian Brottis, Chris Beam. I'm Kyle Yeomans. All right. Do you think the Cowboys would forego their big school preference if the player fit the mold at what they're doing at tackle. So we've, saw, we've seen it the last couple of years where the Cowboys, of course, drafting well at the tackle spot. I'm going to open this up all the way across the board, not just the tackle spot, but the question coming from Tyler asked about tackle specifically, but could they overcome their big school preference to make an early round pick if the right guy fit? What do you think?
3: Mm. Uh, lay that on me one more time. I'm
2: trying to, because I'm, I'm looking at my my names that I got in, in the first
3: round. Pulling up the sheets. I
2: don't have a I don't have a small school. I don't have a small school player
0: in the Even first in the round. Re- remote.
2: Yeah, I middle. mean the, the the closest I would have
3: a small school player. Uh, you got one? No. I mean, I I don't think that he is. Like we were just talking about Malik. I don't think he's a first round guy.
0: He's also. I wouldn't consider. You know, a North I'm in the, State I'm the State, second round. Not a, small, round. Play, yeah, not I'm a sec- small school anymore.
2: Second
3: round. Yeah. What Would you say what school? Well, North Dakota State. We were just talking. Yeah. Big program now. I don't think that they even they even match that. I don't think that there is. I really don't.
2: I don't. I, he would be the only. He would be the only guy. Again, that's a national championship program every year that lives over there in a Frisco. Mm-hmm. You know, because of national championship games. But I don't. I really don't have anybody that I I would say that is a
3: as a small school guy we should probably find someone cuz you know New England's going to go ahead and wow they're going to find somebody New England's going to go ahead and take <laughs> you know the the old dominion offensive tackle or something Sal Devery, yeah in well, the they, first or, round Oh Joey
2: Fisher from Shepherd Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they take the defensive end from Army that would be Andre oh, Carter okay. that would be something that Belichick would probably do his he loves uh, the military kids and stuff like that North what uh, South Dakota State Kraft the tight end,
3: Tucker Craft. Yeah, you think he's a
2: first rounder? No, hey. no, 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 no. I was just talking about small school guys. Just in general, in the first three rounds.
3: Yeah, Tucker Kraft is a first three round guy. There's no question, and I do think that I do think the old Dominion tackle should be taken in the first three rounds. I think that he's got a good, a lot of flexibility. Well, you like him
2: better than me. Mm. Yeah, you're not a fan. I'm just saying I don't have him in the first three I, rounds.
3: I got him in the third. Yeah, good
0: for you. Yeah, I don't think I. I take in the him first in the third three round. round. I'd feel very confident with that. I think he's a good player. There you go. Uh, all right. This one's from one. We just kind of I... waved you off there. You know, so that. that's OK. <laughs> hey, it's, when it, I hope it, you're it's, right. When he ends, ends up okay, good, but. we'll
3: circle back.
0: <laughs> yeah. OK, comma, but
2: we'll move on. Well, and right, then we'll right, go what from do there. you have him in the fifth? Uh, uh, actually, where do I have him? And you might be right about that. Let me just look at that. Make sure that Gosh, I know you so well. I think it's a fifth round pick
3: for me. <laughs> Uh, imbeciles, yeah. imbeciles. Yeah, fifth round. <laughs> I just there's not a lot of good tackles. I think. I mean, he's one no. of these guys that has some athleticism to him. You know, he gets good leverage, drives, finishes. I think he's an athlete with a motor. I, I liked him quite a
0: bit. Yeah, mm, that's interesting though. I like it. One Aisha Morrison asked us on Twitter. She's not here, so she wants to be a part of the discussion. She talks about the DB class. Which players do y'all, and I'm going to say y'all because she typed it that way, do y'all think can be shifted from corner to safety Mm. or back and forth to better their careers? Anybody on the mindset there? A little Israel Mukwamu for those thinking about the potential switch. Well,
3: a guy that that did it already and I think did it at a pretty high level in college was Chartavius Martin mm. from Illinois. Okay. You know, he started off at safety and then he had to move over and play corner opposite Devin Weatherspoon. and I think he's best at as as a free safety, but he showed you already that versatility at 5'11, uh not a, not a small undersized guy. I think he's got good range, can create turnovers, forced a fumble versus Nebraska, also got a sack in that football game. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a guy that definitely has the ability to go back and forth and, and be interchangeable if he needed him to. Okay, that's a good one. I
0: like it,
2: Brian. You got anybody? I was just kind of looking through my guys right now of where you know. I, how about this though? Uh, there's people that with Branch, the um, the Alabama safety. Mm-hmm. There's people that think that he's just, he's like a corner. Yeah, you, you I guys, know Bobby does do you guys feel like that that's the case at, at, with him I, I he you know he plays like as a safety i mean alabama uses him as a safety but i know people are talking about him as being that guy i i kind of feel like i would leave him at safety i, I uh, stevenson from uh miami was another guy that i felt like could be a corner that okay. can move to safety i know the people aren't uh, specifically very very high on him i'm probably a little bit higher On him than than others there. uh, All right,
3: let me throw one at you. And this is going to probably be a weird one.
0: I've got a weird one after you. I watched him,
3: and I put maybe a safety, what do you think? And people have him as their best corner, so they're going to be like, you're a schmuck, but it's Devin Witherspoon. Wow, really? Yeah, because he's physical. He is. And he'll tackle. And I think if you put him back, and, and maybe you know, right now I think the people are just going to draft him and play him at corner. You know, people think he's the best corner in the draft. I don't agree with that. I think he's a good player, but I, I watched him and I thought maybe this is a guy that can move over and play some
0: safety. Well, for and you, you just told me about their situation and and the defensive backfield. They already had to move one of their safeties to corner anyway, yeah. so maybe it was a necessity to put him at corner. At the collegiate could level, he never had an opportunity to try and but show that versatility. He's aggressive
3: player, has good closing speed, can come downhill. Uh, I mean, to me, he can blitz. I, I, I can see some safety traits there. If you wanted to move him back there, Brian, what do you think? Am I crazy?
2: No, I, I don't think you're crazy at all. I, the the thing about it is, I mean, there's so many good traits about the player, though. When you you know, I mean, he he loves the contact, which I could see why you would play him. The physical side of the game, I could see why you would play him at safety right there. I mean, he could play slot, he could play outside, mm-hmm. he can carry men up the field. It doesn't matter. I mean, the way he runs with guys and stuff like that, yeah. I mean, you could say, we'll put him in coverage and let him go. But I think those are the traits that we're talking about that makes him a really, really good corner. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, but I I you know, he's 181 pounds, he's six foot. He plays like a much bigger guy. He does. So I could see why you would think that he he could play as a safety. One he, reads, other guy, he reads plays really good, He does, too. yeah. That's smart a player thing. instinctive. Smart. Yeah, One
0: smart. other guy that I, I want to throw on here, I, I'm, I know Brian's watched him. We'll see if, if you've gotten this deep. He's not a first or second round guy. He's probably a middle of the draft guy. LSU's Jay Ward. He was a senior bowl uh-huh. prospect. He was a safety in college and he worked down. He played a lot of nickel. He did play some outside. He showed versatility in the defensive backfield. I learned this week the Cowboys did have a formal with him at the Combine. Yeah. Could he be one of those guys that could flip back and forth?
2: Yeah, I kind of feel like that's... he's he's The length is really, really good yeah. for playing corner. I think he lacks a little thickness to him to be a safety. He is 188 pounds and... You know, I, the, the thing about him is there's some, there's some good angles and things like that he'll take and the run support and stuff like that. They love him at LSU for the leadership and the toughness. He does have that ability to play nickel, potentially play some safety for you. I, I think that to me, like, the thing I really like about him is he, he, he plays the game with some urgency. Mm. And he's really good on special teams. This guy was a master at blocking kicks is what he does. You put him off the edge, and he will – I mean, he'll block, like he saved the Arkansas nice. game for him, blocking, blocking a kick. So yeah. I kind of feel like he's a good finisher. And so, yeah, it, to put him in coverage, 6'1", 188 pounds, that mentality, that fearless style. Again, here I'm talking about an LSU guy, so I have to be really careful mm-hmm. because I love all these kids. I really, really do. So, yeah, I see a guy that's got a little bit of versatility to him in that way.
0: Okay. Did you get a chance to watch him? Yet? He's next up on my safety
3: okay. list. The guy that, that I did watch, though, the last safety that I saw was Kayvon Merriweather from Iowa. Oh, okay. He kind of looks like a corner body type to me. Now I play like style? I like him at free safety. Mm-hmm. I, I think that he's fine there. But he's a guy that I think could play in the slot for you if you needed. I wonder if if he could kick outside and play some corner for you. Okay. Not I, a huge hitter.
2: Yeah. The thing about him is that. I I thought he had better reactions than he had speed. I was kind of worried. Like there were there were, it takes him a long time to cover some ground. Yeah, uh, you know. And so what what happens is that you know when he gets matched up in space, you know it's a struggle for him to cover those wide receivers. Tight ends is a little bit different thing, but I, I I like the toughness. I like the ability his ability to tackle. I think he plays well with his eyes. I just don't think he has that. That ability to really flip the hips and, and go run.
0: and go and get somebody. Yeah. Okay. All right. Jake wants to know about the range for Wisconsin edge slash linebacker, Nick Herbig. Any uh any thoughts on what he could bring to the table? I'm I wasn't a huge fan of his okay. when I watched him personally. Of course, his brother Nate plays Guard for the Eagles, sure. He, he's part of the uh, a good football family, but he plays the defensive side of the ball.
3: Yeah, I mean, to to me, he just wasn't a guy I, I wanted to like him a lot. And he plays like that TJ Watt spot. Yeah, on on the Wisconsin defense. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't see. I mean, he was okay. I mean, he he could play the run all right, but I just didn't see a guy to me that really wowed me at all. I mean, he I I wouldn't take him before the third round.
2: Yeah, I think this guy is one of those. He, he, Iowa, I mean, excuse me, Iowa, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Yeah. these kids, I mean, every time, it, 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 they are what they are. They're relentless in the way they play, Yeah, you know, and the Jim there. Leonard, the defensive coordinator there, I mean, he got these guys to play hard. So that nonstop motor, I mean, that's what you get with these Wisconsin kids. They over, they use that motor and that the uh, the desire to get to the ball to make up for the lack of things that they have the deficiencies that they have that they play with. But I kind of felt like that, you know, this guy could create some turnovers. I I liked him when he got in the pocket that if he got close to the quarterback, he had that feel for, like, hammer the ball, knock it out, and now it's on the ground and everybody's scrambling around. Yeah. So I I think he's more of an edge than he really is a linebacker. I agree. You know, But he's 240 pounds and he's 6'2". Yeah. But you, when you, the minute you bet against these Wisconsin kids, mm. they play in the league, and then you look like a smuck for not, you know, not <laughs> I know. talking better about it. Because
3: you're right, he's got some, he's got some pass rush potential. He was just a little inconsistent for me when it came to getting off of blocks. Now, oh, he struggle
2: it, a little bit. Yeah. He's got,
3: he's got a good get off, and that can cause tackles problems. But man, both of those tackles versus when he played Ohio State. Now, what you're talking about maybe the best tackle in the draft, of Paris Johnson, and then Jones, who is just an absolute mountain man on the that other Jones side. Jones
2: is three. 174 pounds.
0: Yep, 6 foot 8. Does he not like, give some. you like Orlando Brown kind of vibes? He does. He's not. got the longest wingspan in the history of the senior. Well, Bowl, and by to the way. me, when I watched him, he didn't look very athletic. That's what I'm saying. Johnson looks so much better. I, how did, I how
3: do you move a guy like that? But
0: exactly, though. when he latches on to you, good luck getting off. You're of not. Him. You're not. It's. He's got the length. He's got the size. It's not but happening.
3: Those guys dominated our guy Nick from Wisconsin. Oh, I mean, yeah. he
0: he had a rough outing versus uh, the Buckeyes of Ohio State that afternoon. He he had 11 sacks in his final year. 15 and a half tackles for loss. And, but he was sixth on the team in tackles. I, I don't know. There's, there's a lot I to didn't like. Love I wanted to see
2: more from bet him. Bet against him, just bet against him, and we we'll all look like fools. I well, think, Zach Bond, I think people round. loved. and
3: what did he end up doing?
2: Oh, I know, I know, I it. know. But it's the Wisconsin deal. It's mm-hmm. that. It's the guy. It's that
3: try hard effort. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even like him as much as I liked Bond. And Bond yeah. has like ended Bond up turning out than, into a good player. You're right.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm right there with you. I liked Bond a lot more. The the thing you brought up about third round though. When 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 we were talking about it initially, I was thinking, oh no, is he going fifth or sixth round? Yeah. Like when you said it, I, I would have him in the third. Yeah. If he's there in nineties, somebody's I'm gonna okay like him, like it. Brian he's said. Fine.
3: High motor player. Yeah. Probably a great character guy. And and there's things to like about him because he shows some ability to drop off. But I, I agree.
0: I think he's more of an edge player than a true linebacker. I think so too. I'm right there with you. Get him up on the line of scrimmage. All right. That does it for Twitter on the twenty. Thanks for all your questions. We'll of course answer some more tomorrow. When we come back home runs of course baseball season is right around the corner but we're talking draft home runs who is in basketball too how about slam dunk it's march madness slam dunk players when we come back right after this on the draft show
1: i'm dak prescott quarterback of the dallas cowboys blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy sell and trade crypto whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home blockchain.com is just a few taps away Put the power of crypto in your pocket, so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team.
0: This is the DallasCowboys.com draft show. The Academy of Country Music Awards are coming to the Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. They're always bringing you country music's brightest stars together under one roof, and no one does country quite like Texas. Witness history on May 11th. Limited tickets remain. Get yours today at SeatGeek.com. Final segment. Of the draft show presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Miller time. It's also draft time. It's also March Madness. So I thought we would go with some slam dunks today. This was actually Brian us his idea in our little pre, pre-show production text message group. Brian, do you have any? We'll let you start since it was your idea. Do you have any slam dunk picks? This is guys that you will not miss on. Oh, you won't miss on
2: Jamal Gibbs. You won't. You, you Jamar Gibbs. Jamir Gibbs. Gibbs. You won't miss on him. You might
0: miss the first name, but yeah, out of, miss, outside yeah, of that,
2: Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, you you won't you just won't. I mean, to me, this this guy is when you we all talk about with Bijan Robinson stuff like that, and he's going to go and he's going to have a great career. But the, this, the, I don't think it, I don't think the gap is huge between Robinson and Gibbs. I really really don't. I mean, this kid has got. He's got vision. He's got patience. He lets things develop. He's two and through the hole. He's got balance. Mm. He can make people miss. He's a problem to bring down in the open field. He's mm-hmm. quick. He's shifty. He's got a burst. He's got a gear to run away from defenders. He can catch the football. He can block. I mean, if, if you're gonna, if you're, if you're not in the business, I, I wonder if there's any teams. I would be fascinated to know the teams, how they grade these backs. I wonder if there's any teams that would have this guy over over Robinson on their draft board. Wow. Because I feel like that when you throw this guy the ball and stuff, he doesn't fight it at all. He's got soft hands. He makes a ton of yards after catch. I mean, he's like a complete running back. Yeah, he is. Somebody's going to draft this guy and— it's going to be a comparison. He's probably going to have a chip on his shoulder because everybody's talking about Robinson. Mm-hmm. This kid right here, I think, is a can't miss project. It's not often that he have two running backs in the first round. He is the second running back. I, I, I love Robinson. I love Robinson from the word go. But this kid right here, I feel like that he he can't miss when it comes to playing in the NFL.
3: Yeah, I, I think B. John Robinson's in that category as well. Sure. I mean both those guys are there. We've talked a ton about him. I, I agree with Brian. I was watching uh, uh, Cameron Latou, their tight end, the other day, yeah. and that's when you see more of Gibbs. Mm. It's like, check down Gibbs, boom, there's 30 yards down the field. I mean, this dude, the, the burst, speed, acceleration, he's a menace when he gets the ball in open space. So I like what Brian's saying there. All right, staying away from the running backs, uh, you guys know my affection for Jackson Smith and Jimbo.
0: <laughs> that was going to be mine. Right?
3: Yeah. So, I mean, I I can rock with somebody else if you want. No, but, go for it. I mean, that dude, to me, I think is a no-brainer. He's going to come in the league and succeed. And, and I think, and I've made this point before. You look at the guys that he played with at Ohio State, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. I felt this way about Jamar Chase. When he took off a year and you saw Justin Jefferson and everybody was like, Chase is better. Justin Jefferson came in and dominated as a rookie. Mm. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba has Justin Jefferson-like traits. When you watch him play, the route running catches everything. He's a tremendous slot player. I think he can play and win outside. Uh, he does a good job of finding quarterbacks, and the scramble drill will work open. You know, he doesn't have necessarily the tackle, the breaking tackle ability of a Quentin Johnston. He's not that kind of big player, but, you know, he, he's quick in short areas. I mean, to me, the dude's going to be a stud. I I really think that he is the guy, if you want to go get one, I think him and Jalen Hyatt are both both the guys to me. If I had to bet on the wide receivers in this class, those would be my two guys that I'd say, you know what, get me either of them and I'm, I'm going to be able to win this draft class with those two wide receivers.
0: Uh, I'm going to go with the cornerback room. Of course, we've already talked about how much I, that we all love this cornerback class, but it's right up at the top. Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon is my guy. I, I think you talk about fluid, hips, athleticism, the way that he stays connected to these wide receivers and coverage. He can press, he can play in zone. He can do a little bit of everything. Uh, And and the way he reads the ball, he reads it out of the hand of the quarterback so instinctively. The way he takes that first step, he's able to close in on a wide receiver. He's a good tackler. He's not super strong, which is my one knock against him. I don't think the strength is there. When I watched him, I saw J.C. Horn. And I loved J.C. Horn out of South Carolina initially. Now, Horn's had some injury issues. If there was going to be something to derail Christian Gonzalez, it would be injury issues. It's the same thing. I don't think... And, and one, by the way, he hasn't had those injury issues in college, neither did J.C. Horn. I think that's what would be his one knock against him. But in, in that regard, I don't have a whole lot of knock against his game, and I think he's he's my guy of not missing in the first round. Give me the corner.
2: Yeah, I'll tell you what. Let me give you another guy, too. Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M. Is You've a free, been on him from the
0: beginning. He's good. Is a free
2: safety This guy's 6'2". He's 198 pounds. He is physically a great-looking player. He's got Mm -hmm. a nose for the ball. He's not afraid to mix it up. He'll come forward in a hurry. He'll finish. I love the way he throws his body around when making a tackle. Uh, But you know what? He is a really good player in space. You know, coaches aren't afraid to put him on the slot in coverage. He doesn't look uncomfortable when asked to play that way. The length is really good. He can cover some ground on the move. Uh, you know, I, I felt like there was a couple of times, too, when when he was chasing the quarterback outside of the pocket, and all of a sudden you just see this burst, this, like, maroon burst yeah. getting to the football. And, and he can create turnovers. He knocks the ball out of running backs' hands. Antonio Johnson, free safety, Texas A&M, 6'2", 198 pounds, that to me, he's got the type of tape that makes it look like he is a can't miss guy.
0: Stack your top five safeties for me. I'm interested to see what you think in terms of Brian Branch out of Alabama, Johnson from I, AM. Branch, Where do you have him?
2: Branch, Johnson, Christopher Smith are my top three guys. Okay. Right from now. Georgia? Yeah. From yeah. The, I like Battle. I like Skinner too. Battle from, from Bo- Alabama. Boise. Sidney Brown is an interesting player out of Illinois. And okay. and, I'll, and I'll say this about Sidney Brown. I don't know if you guys have seen him at, at all when, you, when you've when uh, you looked at the uh, safeties. Have you either one of you Not yet, seen no. Sidney Brown? Sidney Brown is a guy, he's 5'10", he's 211 pounds. He is a physical free safety. And I, I think he could be a little bit, lack a little bit of fluidity when he plays in space. But he's got really good straight line speed. He can, he's, does a good job of finding the ball carrier and then getting right there. He competes in man coverage. I mean, he he can fight tight ends. I mean, he's he is a really good player and I mean, but he plays with a lot of force. He's around the ball. He creates turnovers. I mean, he is one of those guys that really he looks comfortable catching the football. He doesn't fight it at all. I mean, he's got a flair for creating turnovers. So, I mean, even on special teams, he caused a fumble in the game against Virginia on a punt mm. where he was able to kind of make a big play. But the ball seems to go to him. I mean, again, people might ding him because he's 5'10", he's 2'11". Keep an eye on Sidney Brown. He's
3: a safety out of Illinois. Okay, Illinois's got some good. I was DBs. about to say, what yeah. are we doing with this DB class here yeah. out of the the Fighting yeah, Illini? They do, they do. Uh, you know, to, if going back to corner, my guy would be Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. Okay, you know, I think he's a guy that's ascending. I think his best football is ahead of him. He's a good physical press corner. Uh, you know, he's got the closing speed to play off break on the ball. Sometimes he'll even bait the quarterback a little bit, and which I love. He can blitz off the edge. He's a nice job getting off blocks to make tackles in the run game. He can break. Has Good timing when it when it comes to breaking on routes. You know he's not a guy that has necessarily the best hands. He might be you know not the the interception number dude that you want, but he's got a feel for the game and to me uses the sideline to his advantage. I like Joey Porter Jr. I think he's the can't miss corner in this draft class and an offensive lineman. He's not sexy, but Brian's not going to agree with this. I think he's a safe pick that's going to end up being very good whether you play him at guard or tackle, and I think it's Peter Skaronsky.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. you well, know, I, no, he's a top-ten he, no, player Skarensky in the draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, I don't,
3: I don't know that he's going to be – he might not be an all-pro like Rashawn Slater was. Both came out of Northwestern. Yeah, he's a good player. But he really is. Skoronsky to me, is a guy that I think if you take him, you're you're, you're getting a safe home-run type pick in the first round.
2: He's
0: number nine on my board, so he's, he's a top-ten no, player. No, he,
2: he's, he's a really good player. Can I yeah. throw another name out there? Absolutely. Dorian Williams, the linebacker from Tulane. I don't wow. know if you guys have seen Yeah, I like that. I like Dorian Williams. Yeah, this Can't guy's one. Miss, the, this guy's one of the best <laughs> this guy's one of the best tacklers in the draft. Uh, the bigger the play, the bigger the stop with this guy right here. Super active the way he plays. He can really cover some ground. I, I feel like there are times when the ball carrier's running and you feel like he's got no chance, and all of a sudden he yeah. bam. He's right there on the tackle. You can play him as a spy. He's 6'1, he's 228. Yeah. So people will probably hate his lack of size Mm. but man he is a he has got super long arms and like you see him like people trying to block him and he is running and he's pushing and now he's off to the balls i mean he accelerates got 132 tackles his senior year he had 17 tackles against usc in that cotton bowl game all over the place and i mean you just watch that tape right there and you're saying who is that number two Mm yep who you know you're watching who's the number two that's Dorian Williams linebacker from Tulane. Keep an eye on him for having a really, really, really Key good Key
3: and diagnose.
0: I like where you're yeah. going with yeah. that one. Yeah. I, went, I went right to him. Like you said, I was at the Cotton Bowl because yeah. uh, both he and Tajay Spears played their final collegiate game at AT&T Stadium. And I remember watching that game, and I not, and I wrote down in my phone on my little notes app, and I said, all right, Spears 22, keep an eye on yeah. him, go back and watch him. Went back and watched him, loved his Love tape Spears. all year long. I think he's one of the guys, if you want to talk about mid-round camp miss, he's up there for me. As a guy that Tajay Spears running back from Tulane, he's in that category, but I like what you'd have to talk about. The linebacker from Tulane as well. I looked at him, said number two. All right, watch out here. Moving forward. All right. That does it for us here on the Draft Show. we got to get out of here tomorrow. Brian will lead the ship again as he'll be back over here in the host chair. I will be back next week. Zach Wolchuk will be back tomorrow. Aisha Morrison as well. We'll see Bobby Belt next week here on the Draft Show. For Chris Beam, Brian brought us Zach Wolchuk. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. That's it for the Draft Show presented by Miller Lite. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
1: about you, Cowboys? Yeah!